This is the Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Melrose, teaching influencers and bloggers how to become successful entrepreneurs. This is episode 91 of the Influencer Entrepreneurs Podcast with Jenny Melrose. Today, I am talking about how to actually take a look at your launch with zero stress. We are going to be diving into a launch schedule for your product or service. And I am coming off of my own personal experience with having to deal with uh, hurricane actually at the time about while I was in the middle of a launch. So I'm talking from personal experience and giving you exactly my launch schedule. So make sure that you hop over to the show notes and grab my example of a launch schedule and how you can actually put it into practice today. All right, let's dive in. Good morning. Okay, it is Tuesday, 11 a.m. Eastern, which means I am live on the Jenny Melrose Facebook page. As you guys are coming in, if you could just give me a hi, give me a good morning in the comments. Also, just so I know that the sound is working and the video is live, if you could just like the video for me, it lets me know that my sound is good. Uh, I'm wanting to use my microphone so that I am able to make sure that the podcast sound as because many of you know, I use my Facebook Live to then turn it into my podcast episode. So I want to make sure that the sound is good for everyone. Um, And I want to make sure you guys can hear me. So if you could just put a quick like on the video, that will let me know that the sound is good and we are good to go. Today, I am excited because as some of you may know, I just closed my launch um, and for Pitch Perfect Pro. It was a 10-day launch. And in the midst of it all, uh, the Charlotte area got hit with a hurricane. It ended up being um, very low-key. It wasn't what it turned out to be. We just got a ton of rain, a little bit of wind. But I was still in the middle of the launch. And instead of freaking out, I was able to have zero stress because of a launch schedule. And that is what we're going to talk about today. I want to provide you with zero set stress by giving you a launch schedule that is easy to follow. And this can work whether you have a product or service. Um, It can be for eBooks. It can be for courses. It could be for an online training that maybe you wanted to do. If you wanted to host cooking classes, whatever it might be, this could work for you. So We are going to really dive into this, talk a little bit about what this might look like for each of us, because obviously it's a little bit different of your business. Um, Feel free that while we're doing this to put any questions that you have into the comments so that I can make sure to give you specific examples. If you are listening to the podcast, you can always hit me up on Instagram. Just direct message me on Instagram. I'm Jenny underscore Melrose, and I would be happy to answer any questions that you have. So please feel free to DM me on Instagram at any time for any episode. Okay. So The biggest thing that I want to talk about is that when it comes to a launch schedule and for launching a product or service, now this goes for anything, whether it is a product or service that you are going to do a push for, for a live launch. So let's say, for example, um, many of you know my course, Pitch Perfect 
Pro. Um, for Pitch Perfect Pro, I open and close cart. It is something that I relaunch every three to six months, depending upon what else is going on in my business. So because of that, it is something that gets launched over and over again. But with that being said, you need to stick to a launch schedule that you set up at least one month before your launch date. If you are going to come out with a membership service, if you're going to come out with an ebook, if you are coming out with absolutely anything at all, you need to set up your launch schedule one month in advance. This can't be something that you just randomly decide, oh, I'm going to launch and we're going to go out and do this. If you want zero stress, you need to be planning it a month in advance. And you're going to mark down your dates of when you're planning on doing something and you're going to stick to it. The second thing that you absolutely need to do with your launch schedule is that you, under no circumstances, do you change major, major pieces of the schedule during the launch. I don't care whether you are going through a hurricane which is what ended up happening with me last launch. You have sick kids. It's a national holiday. Um, you have to speak at a conference. You're traveling. Absolutely doesn't matter. You need to stick to your launch schedule that you create. Now, Annie just asked a great question. She asked, when is the best time to launch during the year? Are there specific times? Now, I think that each... Each niche kind of has its own kind of flow. We know, for example, that food bloggers, especially those that do holiday meals or do things that are comfort food, typically do really well quarter four, maybe start to tend off when quarter one comes in and we have to do healthy recipes, right? So you have to kind of look at your um, the way that your analytics kind of works for your niche. I personally don't really feel that it's necessarily my audience that it's a bad time to launch for. I have found for myself, there are times that are bad. So for example, I launched one time over the summer when my girls were home with me and my husband was not yet a teacher. I will never launch over the summer ever again. Even with my husband home now, I would never do that again. It was way too stressful. And it wasn't because of anything that my audience was doing. Many of my audience probably would have purchased over the summer. We did have a decent launch then, but there was so much stress in my house because I was trying to do live broadcasting as part of my pre-launch. And then I wanted to do a masterclass. And it was just too much, even with that launch schedule. It was more the stress that I put on myself and my family, and it wasn't worth it. So I don't know any if there's really necessarily a bad time of year. Um, I thought that I was definitely shooting myself in the foot this last launch because we started our pre-launch actually began on a Monday, which happened to be Labor Day. And I was the only time that worked in my schedule because I was traveling for speaking. Um, so I said, you know what? We're going to do it. And if it's a little bit lower enrollment, it is what it is, and I'm going to have to deal with it. And I actually found that Labor Day was an amazing day to kick off for pre-launch. And I didn't think that, that was going to be the case. I had more people show up. I had more engagement than I probably ever had in a live broadcast than 
ever before because I think that it ended up being that my audience is a lot of moms and their kids were home. They weren't going anywhere. They were just kind of last day of summer, maybe before school started or while school started. So they were home and they were interacting and engaging and wanting the training. So it worked out really well for me. And I didn't necessarily think that it was going to. So you have to play with it. Like anything else, you have to test certain things. I think that if you are um, health and fitness or organizing, you probably do well with a New Year's launch. I think that Black Friday is always a great time to have a promotion. I don't know necessarily if you want to do like a huge launch. If you did, I would probably do it a little bit ahead of it so that by the time Black Friday came, it was like you could kind of open cart and really push it forward then. So take a look at your audience when you see that they're really involved. Annie, I know that you have an audience that's a lot of moms. So because of that, you know, I would probably stay away from end of the school year because we all know we get crazy then. I don't think that necessarily beginning of school is a bad time because I feel like we send them back to school and we're like, okay, we can get our lives back now. (laughs) We can really focus in on ourselves where we've been focusing so much on our kiddos over the summer. So I don't know that I think back to school is a good time. I don't end the school year. It can get a little dicey because if they've got all different things going on, stuff like that, but really look at your analytics as far as your own niche and see what you're finding. Okay. So we said for your launch schedule that you need to stick to it and under no circumstances can you change it once it is created and you're creating it a month in advance. You also need to decide on the length of your launch and if you're going to have a pre-launch. So I am a big believer in a pre-launch. I love doing a five-day challenge of sorts is what I have a tendency to do. And mine is kind of set up so that I can make sure that during those five days, my audience walks away with a transformation of something. They are able to accomplish something that is going to then show them how my product or service that I am then offering at the end of that pre-launch is only going to continue to help them. So if you've gone through Pitch Perfect Live, you know that I have walked you through um, getting that pitch letter out to your brand. And then it's an easy transition then because you put that pitch letter out. And I've had many students that actually during my launch will come back and say, oh my gosh, this worked. I need the course because I need to know how to do a proposal and I need to know how to do the follow-up. And oh my goodness, what do I do? So you want to give them a win and then be able to show them how your product or service is the next step if you are going to do a pre-launch. And I know a lot of people like to do um, kind of like this five-day challenge or three-day challenge, whatever works best, because it gets a ton of engagement. And those people that go through my challenge, those are usually my people that will normally buy at a higher price because they have worked quite a bit with me. And they also are the ones that end up purchasing. Um, This last time, I had quite a few that right near the end of the launch were like, oh my goodness, the email came through. I need a proposal. Quick, Jenny, let me in. And I was all open arms because that is the purpose of the pre-launch. You want to give them a win and then be able to get them in and show them how the course product service is the right thing for them. You also, like I said, I talked about that my 
I like to do a five days. That's my pre-launch time. I've talked about five-day challenges actually in episode 20. And I will normally run those from Monday to Friday. So if you go back on the podcast, you listen to podcast episode 20, you will hear me talking about how I kind of decide on my challenge where I'm talking about to you now about making sure they have a transformation or a win and then showing them the next step. I go into greater depth of exactly what those five Ds kind of look like. I give you the whole my feeling about that it needs to be interactive and you give them homework and you teach them, but you need to make sure that they have a win. So definitely check out episode 20 if you are interested in like five-day pre-launches. I like to launch live on day five of my challenge if I'm going to do five-day challenge. And I stay open until the following Sunday. So I'll launch on a Friday. I will stay open a full week and then I will close cart Sunday night. Now, some people say, Ooh, Sunday, who's paying attention to their emails? I am. I find that a lot of my audience of moms are paying attention to their emails on Sunday because it's their downtime. They're getting organized, getting the kids ready to get back to school. And they take a look at their email and oh, didn't purchase yet. Yep. We're going to make sure that we get in there. So you again, I have definitely changed this over time. Um, it's something that you test and you see what works. What I have done is in the description up in the live broadcast. And if you're listening to the podcast, you can pop over. It'll be in the show notes. I have provided you with a launch schedule of what mine typically works looks like so that you can have an idea of what you need to be doing so you have those pieces that go into it. You also then want to decide on possibly a fast action bonus or if you'll do early bird prices, which can be different than a beta sale or a pre-sale. Now, I've talked before about pre-selling products um, before you purchase or sell them. I've also talked about having beta people in. You need to decide what's going to work right for you and your product. Um, But if you're past beta and pre-sale and you're talking about fast action bonus, typically is normally anywhere from 24 to 48 hours from when cart opens. So I open cart Friday. I do my fast action bonus until Sunday night. And you decide what you want it to be. Um, uh, Last year, I used to do early bird prices. I don't do early bird prices anymore because I feel that the course is worth what I'm charging. And I don't feel that I need to do early bird prices anymore. Um, But I do offer up fast action bonuses. So you kind of need to depend... choose what works best for you. Is it another product that you're going to throw in as a fast action bonus? Is it you? Maybe one-on-one for 15 minutes. It kind of is going to depend upon what your product is. But having that fast action bonus can really be key because you're sending that email to your to your list again saying, hey, don't forget, fast action bonus ends at 10. It gives you a reason to get back in their inbox reminding them. You have to remember people have to see and hear things seven times in order to take action. So if you are doing a live broadcast with them and you've opened cart, you're going to be able to, you're going to want to send an email that opens up cart to them in their email for those that weren't there for the live broadcast. And then also think about a possible fast action bonus on Sunday so that they can, you have another reason to email them to remind them about the product or service that you're offering. Um, I also plan one masterclass or webinar, it's sometimes called. The big thing that I want to make sure that you take away from this is that if you decide to do a webinar, I like to call it a masterclass. 
The reason that I do this is because I have found that webinar kind of has a almost icky kind of feeling to it that people are just assuming they're coming in as just a great big pitch for a product. I don't run my classes like that. My masterclass is anywhere from 30 to 45 minutes of me teaching. And then I do have an offer at the end of it that normally takes up five to 10 minutes of me going through and letting them know what it is. So a masterclass gives you an opportunity to really kind of um, maybe hit on something that you didn't do during your challenge that you might have already done with them. It also gives you a chance for anyone new that comes onto your list or for anyone that couldn't commit to five days of training. Now they can come to one masterclass that's an hour long and be able to get the information there too. Now, I don't teach the same thing though. I want to be able to show my people that went through the Pitch Perfect Live with me that yes, I've taught you how to do this, but look, get all this other stuff I can show you how to do. And that's normally the way that I use it. So it's two separate topics. It's still obviously all geared towards pitching when I'm doing Pitch Perfect Pro. Um, But it normally has a different topic and a little bit of a different feel to it. Um, You also want to have any sales emails that announces... You, so you want to have four sales emails is what I normally try to do. And that doesn't include an email where you're letting them know that the 48-hour fast action bonus is expiring or if you're emailing them after the masterclass and you're letting them know, hey, listen, the masterclass um, replay is expiring. Those emails don't go into it. But you actually want four specific sales emails. That first sales email, you normally want to be your why as to why you're going to solve their problem. What problem are you going to solve for them? Um a testimonial email. You also want the announcing email that lets them know that cart is open and kind of tells them a little bit about the problems that it is going to solve. And then you want a close cart. So letting them know that, hey, listen, this is done. The sale is over. Um, if you're not going to be doing open and close cart, maybe you're looking to launch a product that's going to be evergreen. So something that people can always go through and purchase. There may be a specific promotional time that you offer, maybe extra bonuses in or whatever it may be that you're going to offer as part of your product or service that you're doing during that open and close kind of launch. Okay. Um, And you want to make sure that when it comes to those emails, script them ahead of time. Write them out ahead of time. Do not try to do it the day of. Um, there are too many things that come up. There are too many times where during a launch, you start to question yourself because you're looking for those purchases to come through and maybe they haven't come through the way that you thought they were going to. You can really start to second guess yourself and want to change things. The time to change is not during a launch. It is after. Um, I have learned this very, very well. I was in last middle of launch and I was talking to my coach and I'm like, so next launch, this is what I'm going to do. And she's like, wait, wait, you're not freaking out. Like you, you're not trying to change anything right now. Are, are you okay? And I was like, no, I don't do that. I, I, it's done. Like it is what it is. I'm going to let it be and see what happens. And then I'll change it based on it. And she goes, Oh, that is so good to hear. It's like a breath of fresh air. And I was like, well, what do you mean? She goes, well, I've worked with tons of clients that want to change everything mid-launch and they get all stressed and they do this crazy roller coaster of emotions. And I kind of looked at her and I was like, yeah, no, that's not me. I don't do that. Um, Only because I'm going to start to think about making my changes 
for next launch while I'm in the middle of launch, but I don't change anything during it. And even if I do change something next launch, I'm not going to change everything. You will never see everything being an entirely different schedule, whatever it might be. Um, I might tweak a couple things. Like for example, this time when I went through, I normally close cart on a Friday and I decided I was going to close cart on a Sunday to kind of test it out. Did much better that way. And I also played again with, um, we've been, I have been playing with early bird prices and not using them anymore because it's just not valuable. Um, from the product that I am pushing out to people. Okay, so I want to make sure, uh, Corinne asked a question, when you offer special bonuses, do you also give them to people already in the course? So it depends, Corinne, on what it is. If it's a supplemental piece of the course that like, let's say, for example, it's an update. Um, So for example... Last year, I updated Pitch Perfect Pro with a couple of extra modules that included things about Instagram stories because Instagram stories didn't exist prior. Everyone gets updates, but bonuses are not offered to previous people because, and this is the reason why, the reasoning behind it is that the people that were in it a year ago could have probably come in possibly at early bird prices where they were paying less than people are paying now. You also may not have had that product back then. And I understand that you want to be able to offer your audience um, as much as you can. But no, I don't offer bonuses and I can't possibly offer bonuses um, for when I'm offering one-on-one. So you have to determine what is it that that bonus is valuable to? What is it doing? If it's one-on-one and you have over 500 students in Pitch Perfect Pro, you can't offer one-on-one to people. But if it's something where it is going to change the way that you reach out to brands, which is what my Instagram story module was about, um, the training video that was added into Pitch Perfect Pro, then it gets added and updated to the entire course. But if it's supplemental and has nothing to do with pitching, but it's just another piece of something that I have added and I also sell as an additional product, no, I don't offer it to previous. They can purchase it separate because they probably paid less when they first purchased originally. Okay. So Mickey says, can you repeat those four emails you use in your sequence? Absolutely. So the four emails that I feel you absolutely have to have. First one is your open cart announcement. And we're going to talk about the pain points of your audience and how you solve those problems. The second email is going to talk about the why. Why is it that your product or service solves that problem and they need it. Remember, you're not trying to give them um, assets of the program. You don't want to say it's going to include 10 printables and four hours of video. That's not what they care about. What they care about is the transformation, the thing that you're totally fixing and changing. So when you're talking about giving the why, it's like, Mickey, for you, maybe it's to have confidence in themselves and and their strength, right? So you do fitness. Or maybe it's to look sexy in that little black dress. What is your pain point of your audience? Are they getting into a black dress? Do they have time to do that? I know your audience is really busy, so I'm trying to give you examples for your audience in particular. But that's what you want to try to talk about is like the transformation, really. 
You also then want to have a third email that's a testimonial email. It's going to have a couple testimonials from different students that hits on the reasons why they think they can't purchase it or they can't. So if we're talking about um, fitness, right, they think that they're maybe too old or too out of shape or um Anything, any of the negatives, reasons why people feel that they can't purchase your product. Maybe for you, for example, like your product, maybe think it's too big, right? Maybe they think that, oh, they want to go to a gym instead of doing exercise at home. You want to have a testimonial in there that proves them wrong and shows them that, yes, even though you think that you should be going to a gym, look at the results that they're seeing because they are doing it at home. Okay. Um, And then the last email that you want to have is the closed cart email. And that one is really going to dive into um, making sure that they know when it's closing, how much time they have left, all of that kind of good stuff. All right. So what I really want you to take away from this is to make sure that you understand that if you are going to be launching a product or service, you have to stick to that schedule. The schedule is what will make or break you. It is what can make you a launch successful. And it's also what's going to give you zero stress if you have one. So up in the description, again, you can grab my launch schedule that I have put together for you guys. Um, And if you are listening to the podcast, just hop over to the show notes and I will make sure that it is linked in there. All right, guys, I will see you all next week. Enjoy the rest of your day. All right, guys. Well, there you have it. Clearly, the biggest takeaway that I want you to make sure that you take from this episode about your launch schedule is to make sure that you stick to it. Don't try to jump in and out and add different pieces. It will make all the difference to your stress and often your family's. So I appreciate you guys all so much, especially when you take the time to leave a podcast review over on iTunes. It makes it so much easier for others to find me. And I want to make sure that I share some of those. So today um, we have the Mountain Farmhouse. It says how to monetize Instagram stories was the episode that she was listening to. And she says, Jenny gives clear, concise information. She breaks everything down into bite-sized double chunks and a very worthwhile podcast. Well, Thank you so much for the Mountain Farmhouse for taking the time to fill that out. It means so much to me to be able to um, be found when you guys share great reviews like this. It just makes it so much easier for others to find me. All right. You guys know where I will be every Tuesday at 11 a.m. Eastern over on the Jenny Mowers Facebook page. Otherwise, you can always catch the replay more or less here on iTunes, listening in to the podcast. All right. Until next time, I will talk to you all then.